<laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Mind You podcast. Today, I have Coach O, the big O, um, Mr. Oren McCory on here. So thank you so much. I'm super excited for this, um, this episode. Um, so Oren, welcome to the Mind You podcast. Thank you for having me on, Chair. It's good to be uh, on the other side of the mic. I literally logged on and I was like, oh, I've actually got nothing to, to prepare for or to pull up or do anything. I just needed to let three talk, which is good. <laughs> exactly, which is kind of nice, isn't it? Um, all right. I, um, yeah, so thank you so much for coming on here. I've got, look, I've listened to pretty much all of your podcast episodes. Um, actually, let me, let me get you to do the introduction of yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, yes. so yeah, like, do you want my whole background or the short version, the updated version? Like, <laughs> what people you... that actually don't know you, which is uh, surprises me. So I've got some clients now following you and listening in. Yeah, yeah. Um, so tell me, who are you? Where you're working from? Um, where you based? A little bit about your background. Yep, cool. So I am an Irish PT. Moved here in. 2018 uh, I've sort of just like moved around since I qualified in like I've done my sports science degree graduated in 2009 then done my PT course in 2010 and sort of every like three or four years I've kind of moved cities for a new challenge so we've been in Perth coming up on four years now and this is where we plan to stay but I've literally went from Liverpool uni home to Ireland stayed there for three years and moved to Glasgow where I then met my my wife. Um, we got married in 2017 and we got a bit sick of the weather. So we decided to move to Perth. Um, Perth, Perth delivers on the weather, obviously. And uh, even now coming just in the spring, it's beautiful outside as we record this. Um, so yeah, I've only been here for three years, but I kind of, everywhere I've went, I haven't had much of a presence. And I guess what I've got good at really quickly is building a business based on reputation and just like how I treat people and how I approach coaching them. Um, I literally had one person I knew whenever I moved over here and she did become a client short term, but then everything I've built in the sort of three years since I've been here has been just the result of hard work and just getting into it and being very clear on where I want my business to be and who I want to work with and like what I want to bring to people's lives and just like letting it sort of grow from there. So like you said, the podcast is there as a way of helping people. We've got obviously PT online coaching. We've got a female coach now working at Doherty's with me in the in East Perth. Um, so we kind of got like loads of different ways to help people. And the goal is to help, like I literally want to be helping thousands of people every year, either through the free advice, like podcasts and challenges and things, or actually directly through coaching with um online coaching or pt or business mentoring if it's a pt who needs some help with that sort of things as well yeah that's really cool um it's funny because i've heard this like i've heard this background like so many times because i've listened to you <laughs> yeah but it's good it's so good for the listeners because um because you're pretty well known in perth and like um then there's some people that don't know of you um that they will now i'm sure sorry it's um, okay i'll forgive them it's okay <laughs> yeah exactly right <laughs> where have they been listening to rock <laughs> um, because yeah because when i um started discovering you i was steve said i'll oh, have a listen to your um, podcast and i found i just found it so like i learned so much from it um and i was just binge listening so I've, yeah i've heard all of this so <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> very very cool. Um, so yeah, so tell me a little bit of your what I really really do. Um, I found very interesting and I admire a lot 
is that um, you're very much of a family man and you share mm -hmm. that a lot through your Instagram, so your business page. And I really like that because that's, you can see that that's a big value for you. Um, yeah, 100%. Yeah, and I love that. So tell me a little bit about that because uh, you have a newborn who's maybe <laughs> eight weeks, I yep. think. Yes. So yeah, she's just... Uh, yeah, 10 weeks, nine, 10 weeks. I, I, wow. I've lost count of them talking. You put me under pressure. <laughs> um, yeah, so yeah, I've got two beautiful girls. I've got mm -hmm. Evie, who's just turned two, and then Mabel, who I'm on the spot now. It's either nine or 10 weeks. I can't remember now that I'm trying to think. On the 29th of June, just so you pressure. remember. 29th of June. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're going through my Instagram. You know yeah, the dates, yeah, yeah. right? So um yeah, so I've got two kids, uh, obviously married. That's like, I think Instagram and social media, like when you follow somebody, you want to know all about them, right? People don't just follow me because I post one infographic or one video or something that like a podcast, people might follow me because I've had Shay on, I've had Harry Boyd on, I've had other people on, they might follow me because of that podcast. But what keeps them there and stops them from then unfollowing you is the content you put up. And they're not just going to stay up. It's always just, you know, how great I am, my great physique, my great business, and, you know, all this stuff like that can keep people interested. But a lot of times it's supposed to have nothing to do with my business or anything about the main thing of the page. I'll post up something about my wife or my kids. And that's the post that people really connect with because it shows you as that human being. Yeah. And that's what like social media to me shouldn't be too personal. It shouldn't be social media where it's actually just a good time and hanging out with your mates and you're looking at memes but it also so it needs to be a bit of business media, but also not so much business that mm. all you do is talk business because then they don't know the person behind the business and they don't know who to resonate with. They don't know anything about your life and people aren't going to buy into you as a coach if they don't know anything about you and your family and everything else. So I find that a little bit where it's not overkill. I find yeah. it's probably the opposite where I think it might be overkill at times, but then people are like, we haven't seen enough baby pictures lately. Like get, get it up here. Like we need to see some more. Um, but that just, that's a big part of my life. Like you can't have kids mm. or a partner and not have them be, if you, if you're in any sort of a relationship or you're married or you've got kids, whether you see them all the time or not, they're still going to be a big part of your life. So even if they live in a different house with, and you're separated from their mother, they're still a big part of your life. So I don't see how anyone cannot have that on their thing it's like dogs as well right dogs and cats like how many people have dogs or cats and you see them all the time on their instagram it's yeah. part of their life so i don't think you can really hide that or i don't think you should hide that if it's a big part of your life then you know it's a big part of your life for a reason and you should showcase that yeah no absolutely and i think that's cool i think i think you're right because you showcase that and it's just that it i think people will relate to that so much because they can see that you've got your own business going on you're a great coach um you know you've got your podcast channel you're busy but then you've got then you're Oren as well you're not you're not yeah. very, you're also Oren. you're also a dad you're also a husband and um yeah. and it's great because it just seems like from from what you share you just like I really admire you because I'm like, wow, he's got it all balanced. Like he's got a dedicated <laughs> that day. And I'm like, I love that. That's so cool. And, you know, there's just a day dedicated to your daughter, to your daughters now. Um, yeah. And like family time, you obviously took time out to um, go down south. Not that I'm stalking. I mean, this is <laughs> like, no, somebody's been busy on my Instagram. <laughs> doing my research. Um, and it just, yeah, people relate to that. I think people just find that you are human um you know you're talking their language you uh you experience what they experience and your priorities <laughs> and stuff like that so 
um, yeah, how do you have it all under control? Running a successful business, oh. have clients, <laughs> you got a team member now, you got staff under you. Yeah, it's um, I guess it's it's an interesting one because like obviously you have to be very ambitious in this role. If you're gonna be any sort of a business owner, you've gotta you've gotta want to keep growing, right? And then as you go, and you know just starting this, right? When you first got your first ever client who's paying you the say a hundred bucks a week. And then you're like, whoa, like I'm earning so much money from this because it's a bit extra on the side. And then suddenly you build it and then you got five clients and it's 500 a week and you build it and build it. And then you'll grow the business to a level where like what seemed unachievable before suddenly seems like the norm, right? So if you're able to hit a 10K a month, for example, suddenly that's the norm and that's what you expect. But alongside that, you've got all these other things outside of it, like family, and you just got to have everything aligned. And like, the reason why I work so hard, like the reason why I've taken a, another member of staff on, we've got a new office at Doherty's, like the reason why I do so much and try to bring so much value to the potential clients coming in is because of my family, because I need to put food on the table, because I need to, you know, set us up for our future. I need, I need to be driven to do these things. And that's, that's a big thing for me, but also I think that, and I'm guilty of this, like where I'm like a bit of a slave for my work, but also people say that their family are their main reason for doing things, yet they don't make any time for family. So they'll be out, they'll be out, they'll be working from 5.30 in the morning, you know, to, you know, 7 p.m. at night, maybe they miss their kids, they don't see their kids at all, but they're out doing it for family, which is all well and good, and I get that. But you need to make time somewhere in your week for the family, whether that's on the weekend. If you work hard nine to five, you know, or, you know, five thirty to seven, you've got to make time at the weekend where you just switch off for them. And for me, like I will work like this morning. I was in Doherty's for about five thirty, even though I didn't have clients. I just went in from my office just to do work, mm-hmm. had some mentor meetings, busy back to back. I got this podcast, then I'm going on the daycare run. But once I switch off after this podcast, that's sort of four o'clock time when I do the pickup for Evie at Decker through dinner time, bath time. I won't think about work until, and this is something that needs done quickly and I can quickly reply to a client's message. I won't think about work until about 6.37. And then I'll log back on, I'll do half an hour, an hour. And if my schedule allows it, I love to sit down with my wife in the evening and just binge watch something or just talk to her and like just have that. And because I've been busy the past few days, I haven't been able to do that. So I said there tonight, I can get whatever I need done pretty quickly tonight. I don't have check-ins or calls or anything on. Let me do this little, little bit for the challenges starting next week. And then we're going to sit on the sofa because I've missed that the past two nights. So you've got to make that time and you've got to structure your day. If you know you're back to back to back with calls and meetings and podcasts and everything, you've got to just plan it and then make the time for the things that matter. And whether it's family, whether it's your dog, whether it's literally where you lo- live for the business or for the gym and you make time for the gym and that's all you need to make time for, that's all well and good as long as you're making time for the thing that is important to you. Like your why, you're big on your whys with your girls, right? You said that on my podcast when you're on. Mm-hmm. Like my why is my family. So everything I do will be based around that, but I also have to have that family time. I love that. It's like, yeah, it's you're right. People talk about like why they do it, they do it for their family, but it's like they never actually do take the time out to spend time with their family um so you're yeah. very present in that sense like you're doing all this and even you know you want to grow your business in five years ten years whatever that vision or the dream is you're still making that time out it's living presently and for your why so yeah 100 really cool. and that's what kind of keeps you going whenever it's yeah. like late nights like yeah. lack of sleep running on caffeine like 
in hindsight, probably I took too much on. Like after the baby was born, I think Mabel was here for two weeks whenever I was like, you know what, let's hire a member of staff. And then <laughs> yeah. now it's been like, let's get that member of staff who was in Melbourne in lockdown back to Perth so she can take some PT sessions for me, which is an extra stress. And then it's yeah. like launching all these things. Like we're launching a free five-day challenge, which is just basically free coaching to kickstart people who want to get into a healthier mindset, healthier thing. I don't need to do that next week, but something yeah. inside me is driving me to continue to do that. And, and sometimes I'm guilty of taking on too much, which then again, short-term can interfere with family time, but we still try to get something in every day. And in hindsight, you're like, how do you keep everything together? Like yeah. I probably should have just not done any of this and just cruised <laughs> and been like, take on a couple of clients here and there, keep yeah. the balance right and just do that but I'm just not wired that way like I have to be doing something and if my family's future relies on me bringing on a member of staff or nailing this challenge and like spending an hour learning how to do ads to get it out to the right people or talking to people on social media with some free advice like I need to be doing something like that I can't just sit still yeah like yeah, yeah. it's just it's just it's just how I'm wired and in hindsight I probably should have done a little bit less but Hindsight's a wonderful thing. <laughs> no, you can look back at it. Yeah, I, I listened to you. I think your podcast before Mabel arrived. And you were talking about like you know you're going to take some time off. Like you you know you had some podcast um, episodes lined up and stuff like that. But then you know and you sound like you were all very organized. And of course you took on a lot more. And you know, but like you say, you're not just wired like that to kind of sit back and you know take the time out. Yeah. So um, no, it's very very inspiring. But you yes you like you've got it all together and scheduled and yeah do you stress i want to know do you stress? yes do you- i used to say i didn't stress but honestly like the past like 12 months i've started to feel stress a lot harder and sometimes it's like i don't realize it then it hits tipping point hmm. um and then i feel like i'm literally gonna like explode <laughs> but um i think there's levels of stress right there's good stress and bad stress like me being under the pump to learn how to like get an ad out to you know get another 40 people onto this challenge so that I can help 40 more people with that like that's positive stress like as long as I've got some sort of guidelines on how to do that like the negative stress is whenever like for me if I neglect training if I eat shitty foods all the time if I don't have that downtime with the family like even though family obviously with two kids can be stressful at times but that's to me that's a positive stress i i need to have that like right before this call i had a mentor client um cancel and i literally just sat and asked her pass me able to me after a feed and i just sat and just had her queue at me for 10 minutes and i was like right i've got to go for another call like here we go and those little things like sort of recharge me a bit mm-hmm. and like it to me that's positive stress like fitting family in and doing family time and like helping with dinner and helping with bath time like that's stuff that I need now so then I can come on and I can do an hour's work later or I can get up that bit earlier and you know sacrifice a bit of sleep here and there because it means that I do get to fit everything in you know yeah no absolutely um no it's so good and then I know that noticed that um you also did your own kind of you know focus on your own training and nutrition um last few months as well because that's obviously you just mentioned around the stress around eating shitty foods and stuff like that and around training yeah 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 so like that's where like the food can come off the gas completely and like obviously for good reasons you got a newborn you've got kind of a bit of leeway to take your foot off the gas a bit right and I don't have anything to be in killer shape for I've done the photo shoot last year probably was the best shape I've ever been in and I'm not in bad shape now but I just wasn't where I was I was kind of eating to 
not put on fat so kind of like not overeating and just like being a bit mindful but then that meant I've kind of lost all my fullness I looked a bit deflated I wasn't any fatter than like when I stopped really training so much like around the birth but I just looked like I shrunk a bit so I just needed to get my calories up eat that consistently and get back in a bit of a routine with training and now I feel 10 times well I put on six kilos I look a bit fuller I don't look as sick in the face um yeah everything everything just aligned a bit better with that and like just looking after myself that little bit means I've probably got a bit more energy and a bit more um focus for the week and can, can focus more on my clients and the family stuff because I'm actually taking care of myself again you know yeah absolutely no that's really good I mean like I always believe that you've got to take care of yourself before you take care of everything else you know yeah yeah, yeah. what's your sort of rituals and for taking care of yourself what do you like to do Shay? Yeah, so for me, I have religiously kept, I call it soulful Sundays. So for me, it's nice. Sundays. So Sundays, I don't work, so I don't have clients on. Um, obviously, things that are urgent, I will I will do. But otherwise, um, it's, fun. it's funny because I mention it so often that my clients are like, oh, enjoy your soulful Sunday because I know that's <laughs> on my day off. Yep. Stay away from the gym. I kind of recharge, don't train, um, you know, journaling, reading, and just downtime just 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 mm -hmm. and you know um and that's really important for me because you know like yeah in what you in what we do it's it's constant right it's not like you yeah. can it's, it's constant um so it's important for me to like continue to be um to do what i really love and actually when i'm there i love what i do um and yeah i'd be my complete best yeah 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 killer yeah what about you so obviously all your I time and like yeah. Yeah, I think it's just that like I love being involved in the business. I love helping other coaches with stuff like business stuff, like people who aren't at the level I'm at yet, but have all the potential to be great coaches and they are great coaches, but they just need to learn how to do things better, whether it's you know, something more systemized with how to do their check-ins or how to give a better service. And then that leads to better service, leads to more leads and leads to better everything else with their business. And like I love that side of things. Well, that's obviously still work, but it's just something yeah. different to the normal nuts and bolts. So I take on like five people at a time max with that. Okay. Um, and then that's just different to working with macros and everything else. So it's kind of a, it's a bit, gives me a bit of energy. It gives me a bit of like, if I can sit for an hour over a coffee and plan somebody's marketing plan and what they can do to give better service or do things different, that just like, again, it reinvigorates me because it's something I kind of enjoy helping others with. Mm. Um, so that alongside my training, like as long as I'm training at least four times a week, I'm probably happy, you know, especially if I don't have anything big, huge coming up. Yeah. Um, you always see a burger on my story on a Saturday night. Like that is the thing. Oh, like enough. it's the same routine. We, same place, same burger every Saturday, pretty much. Unless we're like, oh, we have burgers too much. Let's get pizza. But yeah. like that time as well is like my downtime where I don't do much work on a Saturday, but I might do some stuff in the gym or some calls with clients when the kids are sleeping or whatever. And the, But then that, that's my thing as well. Saturday night is like, right, hopefully the kids will sleep. Let's put on some TV, put our feet up and let's like order in some food. And then like that for me is that chill out time as well. So um, I do like if you're watching i don't know if this goes on youtube but like there's, i've got loads of books that like, there's more stacked on the table and there's two in the kitchen and there's one upstairs in the bedroom but i actually don't I ever get any time to read anything i just like i see a book and i'm like oh that looks interesting there's one about property investing on my, my desk here and i'm no i've no intention of reading it anytime soon but i'm just like building this library that i will eventually get through yeah. um 
whenever I have more time to do it. But I think like I do like reading a lot and I used to do 10 to 20, like pretty much a chapter every morning as part of my morning routine. Yeah. Um, and I really buzzed off that. But then I found that then it eats into my time later in the day and then the kids wake up and whatever. And I've spent half an hour reading when I could have been doing check-ins or doing something different, like productive, that like I can knock out quickly. So for me, while I love that stuff, it kind of just has taken a backseat lately. I used to see religiously on my story, it'd be a different book. It'd be like, right, one chapter this morning. Here we go. Coffee in hand. Let's go. But I kind of fell away from that. But I guess also podcasts. Like the reason why I love doing a podcast is like I listen to so many of them. It's either when I'm driving, it's not downtime. Today, I actually, when I was coming back from the barbers from my mentoring call, I listened to the radio for the first time. I think I turned it on. And before I plugged in my USB, there was a good song on. I think it was like Chris Brown Forever or something. I was like, I haven't heard this in so long. I literally just drove with the radio the whole way down to that appointment. And then I was like, nah, that's too much downtime for me. I like to, like, if we've got 20 minutes, 30 minutes in the car, it's podcast, it's audiobook, it's something to sort of yeah. get more into my time. And I go through silly amounts of podcasts per week and audiobooks and everything else because I see that as my chance to learn. And while you might not absorb it all, if I can pick up one or two things from listening to a podcast or a, an audiobook, then for me, that's a winner. So I guess, yeah, anything which takes my mind off things is good, yeah. good little chill outs, family time, training time, and like your soulful Sundays, I think like food for the soul, like, you know, those little 20% of foods that you fit in that are like, right, this is good for me to do like that Saturday night or whatever, and just relax downtime. No, I love that. Um, most important question in that. <laughs> What's the burger at Brooklyn Lounge? I know it's Brooklyn Lounge. Result. Oh, yeah. See, <laughs> you, you watch my story enough that you know yeah, it's Brooklyn yeah, Lounge every week. That's how yeah. consistent it is. Yeah, right, yes. So it is, they do a double bacon royale or something they call it which is just basically a bacon <laughs> cheeseburger yes but i add so an extra patty to it no way what do you mean like i add so it's a triple instead of a double oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and, and like a lot of the times i'll be like there'll be ice cream all in the freezer and i'll be like yeah. i need to like lie on the floor to get some pressure on my stomach to try to like <laughs> relieve myself from the pain yeah <laughs> but the extra burger just adds to it. I was like, I'm going to add a burger oh, really? just to see because I'm kind of hungry. And I was like, oh, this is so good. So I don't know if I take that burger away, is it going to be still as good? I, I don't know. I will do it eventually. But at the minute, it's not doing me any damage having the extra one in there. So I agree with you. That is the best burger. That's where Steve and I like. That's our favorite burger place. And that is the exact yeah. burger. Yeah. See, we're I on the same wavelength, my friend. I know. I get you. I get you. <laughs> I, love I love it a lot. Um. So I, so obviously your business, so you do your mentoring side. So you've got, you do mentoring, so you're mentoring coaches and then you've got your, so you PT some client, some clients in the gym yeah. and then, yeah. so how does your, yeah, how does your business work? So you've got online as well. So obviously I'm in Doherty's. I've been in there pretty much since they opened, they've opened on, I came over in January, 2018, they opened February. Um, mm -hmm. So I've been in there and I still love having like some clients through the week. Like I love that little personal touch, even like after COVID when everything was going like crazy for online, mm -hmm. there's still something about like, if I was just online coach and behind here, yes, I'd have interaction with people on my podcast and like other guest appearances like this. And I talk to people and I talk to my missing and all that. But I think having that actual FaceTime with people kind of keeps you sharpen just stops you from being a, a boring prick really you know you're actually conversing with people and you're actually getting out of your little bubble and um, so I, I don't think i'll ever give up pt in there but i keep it low numbers like below 10 sessions a week like at the minute it's probably about six or seven um, and it's just around specific time so i'll pt on days where 
I will be in there. And especially on a training day, I always train on those days I'm in. So, um, yeah, that's, that's an option, but it has to be the right person coming in mm-hmm. who's happy to come in and pay for my time outside of that because obviously the online um, is going pretty well. So the majority of my clients will be online, even though most of them probably... 80 percent 70 80 percent are in perth a lot of people think online oh you must have clients back home and everywhere i know you've got a client in ireland and stuff like that but like i've got maybe one client in ireland couple in scotland uh one or two maybe in canada and then the rest of them are all pretty much from perth like i think i've got one guy in sydney and he's my only guy out of state you know so um everyone is just because they don't they want to train online or they don't want a pt but they want to come to me then um they come for that. And then outside of that, like I said, five clients max for the mentoring. I just do that on specific days. So normally it's like a Wednesday. So like I'll have an in-person mentoring session today. I've had three Zoom calls with people. So the days where I've got less check-ins yeah, and like actual like programming and hands-on PT coaching stuff and online coaching stuff, mm-hmm. that's whenever I will do more with that. So I can still fit it in, still have good good time with it. And yeah, again, it's just something that I enjoy doing on a small scale. I never want to be a full-time business coach because that's just not me. But if I can help people who are starting out or who just can't find their way through it or can get someone, you know, somewhere a little bit quicker, whatever their goal is, whether it's like, you know, 10 more clients or X amount of dollars added to their income or better systems to make things better for their clients. If I can help them with that, then for me, that's a job well done because, like it's just fun it's just fun for me to start my business stuff because I've been in business for 11 years now like I kind of know how to run things so yeah no that's very cool it, it's yeah you seem like you've got a good balance and it's um that's the way I look at it as well like for me I, I don't think I'll ever get away from PTing clients I just love yeah. this space interactive interaction so much that I'll, yeah. I'll yeah. always have a few clients that I'll just yeah love to train yeah yeah 100 percent. but i think the key thing as well is that you've got to do things on your terms like yeah if i take on a client it has to fit into my schedule and everything else i can't move too much around or else stuff like today or like daycare pickups on pt days like that all gets pushed around or maybe i can't if i do too much in-person pt then i can't be free to do somebody an update pretty quickly on their program or do the check-ins like i think pts too often just think about like money and busy, busy, busy. Like before COVID, I was doing 30 sessions a week in the gym plus 50 online clients, you know? So like imagine doing all those check-ins plus those amount of sessions plus training and family time. Obviously we only had Evie at that time, like, but we still had, you know, a young kids. So like you got to fit all this in and it's, it's kind of hard. And sometimes it's hard to remove yourself from, okay, this person's willing to pay me X amount of dollars for an hour in the gym or whatever time or you know, this amount to pick my brain on a, a Zoom call, but if it doesn't fit into your day, like you're letting the clients dictate your life. Whereas if you if you go down that route, you won't be any use to your clients because you literally burn out and you'll be like, you've resent them because you've taken on too much work and you'll be like, I'm fucking tired. I can't do this. I'm not, str- I'm struggling. And then the service drops. So you're not doing them any favors by doing more and more and more and adding on to it. You've got to focus on quality. And the only way you can do that is to set boundaries and say, right, this is your check-in day. There's no, leeroo- no lee- leeway unless you tell me that you're moving to a different day for whatever reason. That means I can reply to you on this day. Like the way I run it with client check-ins is, I'll give you a day and I've got a set number of people on a day. Like I might have 10 clients one day, 10 the next, 10 the next. 
if you send it to me on the Sunday, I'll reply on the Monday when everyone's in. So I can literally just go in front of the computer, blast out 10 check-ins, it's done. I don't have to wait on everything trickling through and I'm doing one here and then I'm messaging somebody else to do that. They know when to check in. They know that if it's late, they might have to wait an extra day or whatever, but they know that if they get in on time, they get a reply the next day within 24 hours and they know it's going to be a certain format. They know how to contact me. You just got to be very clear with clients about that. Otherwise you will literally burn. Like I could not do everything I'm doing if clients did not know how I operate. And I wasn't very clear about how I operate as well. Like I couldn't live on this amount of sleep if I wasn't very structured with my day, you know? Yeah, yeah absolutely. So did you ever like in obviously 11 years, did you have time that you did burn, burn out? um probably close to right now i'm not gonna lie <laughs> <laughs> um it's it's the caffeine is getting me through it now i'm only joking but um i guess there is time like looking back and this is what hindsight's great for but like i was i thought i was fine during like before covid but whenever they announced oh we're gonna lock down the gyms like i didn't take covid seriously so i thought great let's lock us down and let's like i'll happy take two weeks at home and then the gyms will be open again and i'll just get some sleep in and catch up on sleep and come back great mm -hmm. and then we locked down for what it was like eight weeks nine weeks ten weeks whatever it was and i realized that okay hang on i just was burned out that's why i was happy to have a lockdown which is a really fucked up scenario to be happy to want to be locked in your home right <laughs> yeah. but i was happy to do that because i was just simply burnt out i just wasn't coping right and while everyone was getting their their stuff done and clients probably wouldn't have noticed whether it's in person or whatever they wouldn't have noticed any different i i didn't even notice any different it's only when i took a, a step back i'm like hang on i can't do 50 online clients and 30 sessions so something has to give and that's why i can't I will take a certain number of online clients and a certain number of PT clients now and I cap it so that I can still give that quality of service to them and, and not burn out. And that's probably, if, if you're going to take one thing out of this year with you starting out, that's the one thing I would yeah. say is try, try to recognize that shit early yeah. like when you're burning out because soon you're going to get to 30, 40 sessions and can you maintain 40 sessions? Maybe, maybe you can, maybe you're a human, like superhuman where you can just literally nail that. But like, and maybe you can still do 40 sessions and 50 clients a week online if you have your social Sundays and you have this time to train or whatever. And maybe you've got your own way you can run things. But most people will have a certain breaking point and you just need to be very clear about where that is. And if you need to pull it back or you need to change something around with your schedule to make things fit, you need to just be clear on how that works, you know? Yeah, no, I think so. That's that's really great advice. And it's, it's um, you know, stuff that it's amazing. Obviously, I'm, I'm so happy that I've gone back into it later in my life because I'm, I've learned very quickly. And I think, you know, we talk yep. about it over Instagram. You're like, you know, it's good that you've come this time because you can avoid the mistakes that, you know, people will often make early on. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. You know, I kind of see those red flags come. I'm like, okay, no, something. I've got to look back and what can I change? What can I do better? Um, what can I put yep. back on? Uh, what adds value? You know, what doesn't... Um, what's doing more effort and what's not going to bring the best things like that. So it is, it is really good advice because you see so many PTs I burn out or they just leave because it's all too much. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And everyone thinks that the industry is great to get into because they'll see yeah. that I'm busy. You're busy. You know, they'll yeah. know that like Dan and physique code, all these people, Alice Ryan, anyone who's like doing well, they'll be like, Oh, I could do that. Mm. but they don't see all the work that goes in. They don't see like all the shit behind the scenes, all the stuff you need to know about marketing, about getting the client results, about communicating with clients. Like 
if you're doing 40 sessions a week, that's a lot of small talk in the gym. And think about it. Every client is the same small talk because people always gravitate towards asking you about weather's been great this week, hasn't it? Like the sun's finally out after winter. Like, but you're having that conversation 40 times through the week and that can be very draining, even though it's a different client and it leads to different conversations a lot of the stuff can be repetitive uh, yeah. um, without, without, without anything negative towards clients. Obviously it's all great. Like we love them and everything, but sometimes making that amount of small talk is hard. And we're going from session to session to session. Like yeah. maybe you can do three in a row without, without feeling like you need a break. So if you do three and back to back and it's all small talk and you're filling that with chatting about them and, you know, so, and I hate to say it, some clients need to be coaxed out of their shell and like, yeah, I really have to like, oh, you really have to pull them out, like get any conversation out of them. And sometimes that can be just as draining as talking loads throughout the session. So um, I think, like you said, find, finding your balance and being like, like how many sessions can you do back to back? Like how draining is it? Small talk, like, can you, can you do two certain clients, but then you need a short break before you do the next one? Cause you know, the next one will talk your leg off or be the opposite <laughs> where they, you have to pull the conversation out yeah. and you're sitting like, what am I going to talk to this person about? We talked about everything else, you know? And I've had some of those. I've had some of those where literally like, I swear I've done like 20 seconds rest on, on sets because I'll be like, she'll come yeah, in. Girl in I'll, t- I'll tell you this story. The girl come in from Glasgow off a night shift. So for a place, she come in to see me about seven or eight in the morning after she's done a full night shift. So she was probably cranky and tired anyway, but she came in and she trained and she was like Eastern European. So she had a tiny language barrier in Scotland, but she could still understand and everything else. But, you know, I, she just seemed depressed all the time. And I was just like, so what are you doing the weekend? Oh, not much. It's like, it was pulling this out. And I remember like, I'd literally, she'd be so negative. Like she finished a set and I'd like look around the gym and I'd be like, we have a few people and see what's happening. And then I'd literally be like, I don't know what to say to this person next. So um, do you want to just do another set of leg presses? (laughs) And like, that's the opposite, right? Where like that can equally drain you. It's, you know, um because it's a lot of mental energy thinking about what to do oh this person's in chatty like what am I going to do and but we've got to be switched on right we've got to give the clients the experience and the workouts they want and that can be equally as draining I guess so you've got to find that balance within that as well I guess that's kind of a bit of a tangent we went on there but like (laughs) you've got to find that like how much energy you have to give each person and then find how that fits into your schedule. Cause three clients who are easy to talk to is completely different to three clients like that example I've just given. Mm. So if you had even two clients like that in a row or one, you might be like, Whoa, I need to go get a coffee and just recharge before my next one. So then you need to balance like, Oh, I need a 15 minute break here or there. Yeah. And it's the same in any, in any job, I guess, oh, you know, exactly. It's true. Like I found my balance. My balance is like three, like three. Then I'm like yep. half an hour break where I just like, quiet and peace and then recharge yeah because as 100 you know, you, they're paying for your time so you want the experience to be the same from the first client to the last client and it doesn't matter yes. what that you got on you going on in your life they don't care about that it's about them so that's it 100 percent. yep uh, yep no that's so funny it's like it started <laughs> don't realize I'm, i was talking to other trainers and they um they said they just take the time sometimes they just go in the car and just sit for 15 minutes and just yep because you gotta do what you gotta do you know 100 percent. and if that means they can bring a better session for the next person then that's that's the strategy you know no very cool now i want to ask you a few questions about i do have a few questions from instagram um okay 
for uh, one, I think, what is your greatest inspiration? Oh, yeah. um, so if you're watching, I don't know, does this go on YouTube? This one? No. Sorry, this... I'm going to try to create a YouTube okay. channel. Okay, my... so I'll, I'll explain what's behind me. So over my, sh my right shoulder, I've got Michael Jordan Duncan behind me. He's right over my bookcase in the background. That was kind of like a, a filler, but it's also like a reminder. Like he was one of the sporting icons, somebody really looked up to. So certain people from my childhood, like Jordan and everything, like totally look up to them, big inspirations. But to be honest, for me, it's my dad. Like my dad was always like, he wasn't always at home in terms of he worked like a nine to five job. So obviously he would I remember him coming home from work, but it was always like, yeah, dad's home. And then he was this, he was a really good coach and people who follow me for a while, they've seen, I posted about him. He's been on my podcast. Mm. He was a really good coach in the Gaelic football world. And he, he played at a good level and managed at a solid level. And that completely skipped a generation. I wasn't totally sporty. I was into other things. I would still try sports and play like kickabouts with my mates. But in terms of team sports, I just, it wasn't for me really. Mm. So that kind of skipped a generation. But what I, I've learned is that him being a great coach, I used to always go tag along, even just to watch the guys train at the football team. And I'd be like, you know, maybe 14, 15 and all these, you know, 30 year old men who are playing football part-time as like a, nearly a professional level sport in, in Gaelic football. I'm watching how he led the, the team and how much respect I had for him and how he managed the, the, the my assistance under him. And then also the team and how he ran things. I think like what I've realized that the more I've got into coaching and the higher I've got in terms of my skills as a coach, I've realized that I picked up a lot from him at that level. So if you're going to say one person as an inspiration, that's got to be my dad. But outside of that, you've got sport and icons, you've got people in the business world that I look up to and things like that. But you can't look past your old man as, as your inspiration in my book. Oh, that's very cool. That, that's awesome. And I now that you mentioned, I recall listening to another podcast episode. <laughs> basically know you inside out now <laughs> there we go but that's yeah, that's the thing as well though if, if if you are your true authentic self in what you put out in social media and everything else like people know yes the, people know me from the podcast what my personality is like what i'm like on a solo episode versus when i've got a guest people know they've got family stuff on there i've got stuff within the gym and doherty's the stuff i've done with my physique previously like people know stuff about me because of how i portray myself like even though that i'm more of like a mindset guy i'll not post about here's 10 ways to grow your glutes like that's to me that's stuff people can google or find out from another coach mm -hmm. but for me it's more about mindset how do they stick to things how do they do the habits so people kind of know me as that sort of mindset habits sort of guy rather than like here's how to perform a leg extension properly or here's how to you know grow your grow your booty in three moves or you know whatever whatever it is no, that's very cool. Um, and on that, because I obviously mindset is really big, big for me and big for my clients as well. And I always believe yeah. like anything, like if you change your mindset on things, like everything just else just follows. It just becomes a lot easier. So talk to me about yeah. that. Really, that's that's you. The mindset is huge. Talk to me a little. Yeah, bit. well, I think I think the trainers have evolved over the years, right? Like I remember having a conversation with somebody who's a nutrition expert and he's like, all oh, these guys in this group just do mindset coaching as well. But it's such a huge part of what we do. Like I posted today about it. Like it's not that one hour workout to do with Shay. Like great fucking experience going in to see Shay and get smashed and the leaf feeling great to get their endorphins going. They know they've worked hard. You're getting their technique corrected, but that's not the one thing that's going to do it. It's not that one meal of that right after it or the next meal or whatever. It's a culmination of 
everything they do in that 24 hours. And that is their environment and it's their lifestyle. And that's the biggest driver for this. But built into that, you've also got their mindset. Like if people think, talk negatively about themselves or they think they can't achieve something because maybe they've struggled in the past, like all these things add up and we are in our own head 24 hours of the day. So if it's not a, a ripe environment in there for growth and to actually achieve what you want to achieve, you're not going to achieve it because regardless of you could say something really negative about me and it would kind of like, I would take it to heart a little bit, but it kind of would bounce off me a bit versus the loop that I would play in my head. If I tell myself, I'm not a good person, my clients are going to leave me like that loop is more destructive than anything anyone outside of my mind can say about me because the rest of it is just their opinion. Whereas this is my opinion of myself in my own head. And it's like I say, it's on a loop and you might forget about it for 45 minutes while you train a client or you're doing something else. You might uh, go to the back of your mind because you're busy. But then whenever your mind stops, it's like you keep telling yourself that story or that negative thing, or I can't do this because of this, or I'm fat, I'm ugly, you know, I'm, you know, I'm not worthy of a, a partner who doesn't cheat on me or whatever the story is. I'm not, I'm not never going to be married because I'm ugly. You know, all these sort of things that people might say, like that is more destructive than everything else, but that goes with your fitness too. Yeah, like, exactly. The sloop, I, I can never get in shape like Shea because because of this or that, because I'm this or I'm that. Whereas Shay's op Shay's optimistic mindset is saying, I'm going to achieve everything I fucking set out to do because mm -hmm. I deserve that. That's a difference, you know? So controlling people's mindset, not controlling it, like we're, we're not like <laughs> puppeteering them or anything, but influencing people's mindset to have a better relationship with themselves will lead to better habits, better everything else, which creates a better environment for them to actually succeed with the training and diet. So that's why it's more than just training and diet, you know? Yeah, so true. Like, yeah. And so that's kind of the first thing. Is that the first thing that you kind of work with clients? The mindset stuff first? Yeah, well, I will obviously like straight in, like I'll give them macros, I'll give them a plan. We'll do everything. Here's what your steps are. Here's what your water goal is. Here's your fiber goal. Here's everything. We monitor stress, sleep, everything with their weekly feedback. But along the way they're going to struggle and like I always say to clients like whenever you whenever things get tough don't do what everyone else does and run away from me I want you to run to me come and tell me what the fuck's going on so you don't wait a week or have it rolling around your head if you've got a question or if something's up or you're struggling with something let me know so I can try and help you and I can't I'm not a psychologist I can't help people like that but I can try and help them based on my experience or things that I've helped clients through and, and, and help them in any way that they can because if they have that ear to talk to about oh I don't feel like I can do this because I just don't feel like it's me I don't think I'm ever going to achieve this then you can completely flip their perspectives and just you know help them to move forward yeah I love that that's so great um now on all of that so my other question from Instagram is what is your advice for excuse makers um oh okay so do you mean with clients or people who make excuses themselves okay yeah um it's got to come back to something along like what you do with your clients right if you you told, said on my podcast that the why is a big thing and clients like new clients coming to you like hey yeah i've written like on the first concert they're like i've written my why and they've got everything all like detailed and you're like whoa this is so killer because mm. you've got to remind them why they signed up right and our, our goal with like any calls we do it's never to manipulate anyone into a sale or starting coaching or anything but people have to realize 
the pain they're in to actually take action. And Tony Robbins talks about this theory of no man's land, where it's like most people just cruise by on a job, on a salary, in a relationship uh, with their fitness goal because they're not in enough pain to actually make the change yet. But it's also like they're in a little bit of pain, but it's not uncomfortable enough to make them want to reach out to share, reach out to, oh, reach out. I've had enough of this. Like most people, it takes a while to build up to that. So most people are in this thing he calls no man's land where they're not taking any action because they're neither happy nor unhappy. And they're probably lying to themselves about everything. So whenever we get somebody who comes in and takes action, they've taken the first step. It's been like that uncomfortable level has kind of raised a bit. Mm. But within that, it's still very easy for them to drop back down. So I guess we need to make them realize why they were in no man's land, why they needed you in the first place. Like, and make sure that on the call, like you're doing somebody a disservice if you're on a call with them, whether you want to call it a sales call or a strategy call or a free console call, whatever it is, like the goal is to help them and see if they need further help, right? But we have to make them realize why they're on the call because otherwise they won't take action and you're doing them a disservice if you never actually like, talk to them about the pain they're in because you don't want to provoke it. Like it's very easy to have a, a, an easy going life where everyone just checks in um, or they fall off the wagon a bit. If like the amount of clients who don't check in, if I never felt followed up with them, all good. They're still paying me. Maybe they'll check in next week. That could be the mindset we have. Right. But if we pull them up on their shit and we say, hang on, Shay, you came to me four weeks ago and you said you wanted to lose 10 kilos because you've got a wedding in fucking six months and this is the worst you've ever felt and you're in pain because of it and you're embarrassed, you can't put clothes on, never mind going wedding dress shopping. Whatever the reason for starting is, we need to remind them of that because it's not sleazy or trying to keep them on. It's just saying, hey, listen, this is what you told me whenever you started. This is what, this is why you came to me. This is what triggered you enough to reach out of no man's land. But now you've just settled into being in your comfort zone again because you, you're, you like, you think just hiring me is enough to do it. You're not actually putting the work in. So I guess it's reminding them of why they're doing things, but also it could be that maybe they just haven't shifted into the, the person they want to become. Cause like, think about it, Shay, whenever you decided you wanted to compete, right. Yeah. You kind of have to start becoming that person straight away. You have to think about Shay on stage with a trophy. What has she done? What habits has she adopted? How does she live her life? Does she have her soulful Sundays? Does she make meal plans? Does she, you know, make time to train every day? Does she hit her steps? What does she do if she's low on her steps and it's, you know, an hour till bedtime? You know, all these little things that create you to be the champion you are, you kind of have to adopt that straight away. Like there's no easing into it. If you've got 16 weeks to do it, you've got to go fucking all in, right? Yeah. And it's the same with them. They've just got to remind them of their goal and you've just got to literally just like, make sure that they're living as this person, they're aligning with who they want to become and they start to live life in that way. And once you can do that, once you can remind them of what they they do and realign their focus to who they want to become, that's powerful because then they start to live by the habits, right? What would the share who's won a pro card do versus the share now, right? What might need to change? And obviously that might be very little because you might be ticking a lot of boxes, but for most of the clients who come to us, they're maybe not tracking their food. Even if they are with us, they still might not be tracking their food. They might have fell off the wagon a bit. They might not be training hard enough. They might not be training to failure. They might not be doing their cardio or their steps or everything else. And then it's just reminding them of all these little steps. And I guess reminding them of the importance. And also once you can tell them, right, listen, this is who you want to become. Imagine this. 
then they can start it, start to see it, and maybe they start to like take ownership. Like, have you have you ever read any Jocko Willing Willing stuff about extreme ownership? Well, I've heard of that one. It is on my list. Yeah, I've heard of it. Like, yeah, extreme. So that yeah. is a huge book about the military. And yes. one thing that he said was there was a huge cock up where I'm pretty sure off memory, it was a few months ago, I listened to it, but a soldier died or something happened where f- there was friendly fire and it, they were shooting for hours at each other, thinking it was like the Taliban or something. And they didn't realize that it was friendly foes. Like they didn't, something cocked up. They didn't realize their locations were the same. They thought it was uh, enemy. And basically like he, like his top brass came in and they were like, who's to blame for this? And he knew he had to take it on the chin. So he had the meeting and he's got all his squad in front of him. He's like in charge of this big platoon of soldiers, but he's got people above him. Right. So in front of everyone, he was like, who's to blame for this? Yeah. And they were like, Oh, me, sir. Like I didn't, I didn't, I marked that building as the wrong building, which we were in, which made, you know, issues down the line, or I read the map wrong, or it was me who fired the first shot, you know, whatever the reason. And he turned around and was like, no, I'm to blame for this. And he knew he could have been sacked for it, but he basically took extreme ownership of it. And the top brass were like taken aback. Right. And they were like, Oh, He's, he's owned up to what he's doing. He's he's leading by example. Mm. And if you can get clients to do that and like realign with everything, get all the habits in place, make them live as the person they want to live and also take ownership. If they fall off the wagon where they own up and say, oh, I fucked up. I, I added an extra burger after, to my Brooklyn lounge order after hearing your podcast with Cher. <laughs> and I fucked up. It's, it's way over my fats for that day. I really <laughs> fucked up. But that's ownership, right? That's yeah. saying, yeah. I wasn't meant to do this one thing, but I did it. And I've got a show in four weeks and I'm not meant to do this or a shoot or, you know, I've got this deadline. And, you know, I should have been sticking to my diet, but I just did this one thing. But I'll take ownership and I'll get back in the wagon. Yeah. If you can get clients to do that and take ownership and stop making excuses and just being like, Cause I tell my clients, mm. I actually don't care if you fall off the wagon. Like if you go and eat an extra burger and you're meant to be eating whatever, like for your, for your food, if you've got no calories left and you decide to go and eat a bag of crisps instead, or, you know, go to Bonnings and have a snag or whatever, that's on you. As long as you accept that that's not going to be perfect. It's fine. That's your decision. As long as you own that, that's fine with me. As long as you own it and get back in the wagon. Yeah. So I guess once you can do that with people, then that's huge. And also for me, like mm-hmm. me, not making excuses myself. Yeah. If you're the example, I sent an email out today promoting the challenge. And I was like, these principles that I'm teaching next week, mm-hmm. I fucked up on and I failed because of it. Cause I wasn't following the principles that I teach to my clients. And as a result, I felt like shit. And here's how I pulled myself out of it. And people messaging me back being like, I actually loved reading this. Cause I don't know what I was saying. I was like, Oh, is it maybe a bit too personal? You know, did I read it right? Does it sound like, you know, I'm being too hard on myself and like wanting pity party? Some people were like, I totally relate to this. This is where I am. Like, can I get in the challenge? Perfect. You know, like um, we've got to stop. If we want our clients to stop making excuses to us, we've got to stop making excuses to them and to ourselves and everything else. And they need to take ownership, but so do we. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely agree. I love that. Um, I really love what you talked about um, acting like the person that you want to become. I think as a, you know, with clients that come on board and they, they know they want an outcome and a goal, but it seems so far away. And it's like all yeah. the daily things that you do. I, I wrote in my previous post, my um, latest post, and that's it's all the daily things that you think that doesn't make a difference makes a difference because it will compound over time. Um, yeah, so 100%. Like immediately immerse yourself as, imagine yourself as that person right now, 
like whatever that person looks like in six months time, a year's time, and then act like that person on a daily basis. It doesn't matter yeah. if it's like dropping 10 kilos or whatever it is, just act like that person and all the action yeah. you take. So I, I really, um, really love what you mentioned and echoed there. That's really cool. Awesome. I know that you've got to go because you've got to run and do um, dad duties, which is I totally value and uh, very uh, much admire. So um, I want to thank you so much, Oren, for your time today. Um, oh, good. Did we get all your questions or is there still I more? I did. did. I got all the oh, you questions. Did? Okay. Um, so okay, sweet. I'm glad. Um, oh, good. We timed it nicely then. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So um, thank you so much. And for those that don't know where to find you how can they find you obviously you've got a very small group and probably a long wait list to be coached by you online <laughs> or in person how can people find you so they can find the podcast is probably the easiest way to get this voice back in your ears if you've enjoyed <laughs> listening to me chat shit like it's me chatting the guests just like this we've had Shay on we've had everyone else if you go on apple or spotify just search for the o show you will find it by the way, it's such an awesome title for a podcast if I do oh. say so myself. <laughs> um, but if you follow me on Instagram, you can follow me at Oren McCurry. So Oren is spelled kind of differently. with silent letters thrown in. So it's O-D-H-R-A-N. Type that in. You will probably see me pop up. Not many people about with that name. Um, and Shay obviously follows me as well. So as you can tell from you stalking my Instagram. <laughs> so if you just go to who she follows and type in O-D, you probably will see me pop up. And on there, there's links in my, my link tree to apply for coaching, to find the podcast, find the YouTube, find the free resources like calorie calculators, nutrition course, even this challenge, which starts next week. Like, mm. like the, everything's going to be on there, basically ready to go. So if you follow me on Instagram, you can get access to everything pretty much. That's awesome. So thank you. I will include that all in the links. And um, yeah, I honestly, I'm just uh, so honored to have you on here. So thank you so much for your time, especially you had a crazy schedule. Um, but yeah, just very fortunate. You've made it a you've made it a pleasure. <laughs> really good host, really easy questions and just really easy to chat. So good work. Uh, I love what you're doing with the podcast and the fact that like me as a podcaster can come on and be so relaxed and just chill and have a conversation. It shows you that you're really fucking good at this as well. So keep it up because the, the audience will grow and grow and grow over time and you'll get better and better and better. And like, you will just keep growing. And I can't wait to see where you're at in the years from now, you know? Awesome. Thank you so much, Oren. That's so kind. Thank you so much. Obviously learned a lot from you, even though you don't know that. I've like listened and <laughs> listened and talked. So um, yeah, I'm just picking up all the good stuff from yourself and from the good coaches and it's just local here. We have some great coaches. So um yeah, everyone just seems to know everyone. Absolutely. Yeah, it's awesome. So thank you so much. You enjoy your picking um, up Evie. And uh, I'll My pleasure. Soon. Yeah. Thank you, Cher. Thank you. Appreciate your time. Cheers. Thanks, Bye. Thank you.